Hi there, it's BT and thanks for listening to my yoga quick dive number 19. Well, greetings from the 24-hour sunlight land of Norway. Despite the persistent sun, as well as the heat wave that is currently sweeping through Europe, the air here is fresh and the water is freezing. Now, how is the summer going for you? Or shall I say, how's the winter going for my Aussie mates? Either way, remember to drink a lot of water, stay cool and hydrated, and listen on. This week's quick dive, pyramid pose, journaling your meditation, and fun facts about the land of the midnight sun. Body Yoga pose of the week, I would like to talk about the pyramid pose, one of the best hamstring stretch poses. And even though it's a stretch pose, it could be so intense that you would sweat while holding it for a few breaths. But first, why should you stretch your hamstrings? The hamstrings are a group of four muscles situated at the back of your thighs. Your hamstring muscles serve a variety of functions including bending the knee joint right below them and extending and rotating the hip joint right above them. Therefore, sometimes when you find yourself with a knee or a hip problem, it could very well come from the weakness or and or tightness in your hamstrings. Furthermore, when you're pelvic range of motion is compromised due to tight hamstrings, your bottom lumbar spine, your lower back, tries to compensate, resulting in increased stress on the lower back. For people with sciatica, which, which is sciatic nerve inflammation, hamstring stress is everything. Stretching the hamstrings are even more important when your job involves sitting for an extended period of time, who isn't? Or if you regularly participate in sports uh, that involve running or sprinting. Now, pyramid pose, while stretching your hammies on both of your legs at the same time, um, the pose invites you to mindfully cultivate stability, strength, and integrity in the pose. First, with one leg forward, one leg back, you need to engage your core to stay balanced in the center. Second, as you stretch the back of your legs, the more you engage the front of the legs, the safer it is for your muscles and joints. Engaging the front of the legs means lifting your kneecaps and contracting your quadriceps, which is your front thighs muscles. And third, make sure you don't round the back too much as you fold forward. Think about lifting, extending, lengthening the upper body. And last but not least, Enjoy that deeper sense of awareness of the whole body as you hold the pose. Mind Now let's come back to some meditation. Um, do you journal? How often do you? A lot of people meditate on a daily basis in one way or another, yet not many take the time to write down what's happening during your meditation. Time is the issue indeed, but it's a good trade-off. Here are a few reasons why we should journal our meditation. 
Hindsight, as much as you and I would want it, meditation isn't asterisk's magic potion with immediate effect. Instead, it's a long and slow process with deep changes over time. With the journal, you will see those changes in black and white. Awareness. Your journal will point out the points you need to fine-tune in your practice. You notice your mental habitual patterns that you might want to keep or let go. Oh, and have I said it before, those habits will soon become your actions and character. Clarity. Just the fact of writing down what was in your head during your meditation will clear your mind and make you feel better. Now, how to journal? I personally use uh, Microsoft's OneNote and I love it. Such a great organizer of notes and thoughts. Jot down in bullet points what you can remember from feelings and perceptions to insights or realization. You don't need to make complete sentences. Just keywords would do. If you have 30 seconds left to spare, read what you just wrote at the end. Now, if you really don't have time but still want to get uh, some of that mindfulness activity happening, journaling is per se a form of meditation. Skip the five comfortable seated position and close your eyes part. Just get straight to the notebook and start to drop words. I usually start with three things I'm grateful for this week, for example, or three things that make me laugh, or even three things that annoy me that shouldn't have or three new dreams I have. If you can, end with three mindful deep breaths. And off you go. Life. Anything above the earth and below the sun is life. Hopefully something useful to you, or at least something that will bring a smile to your face. You probably all know I'm currently a resident of the land of the rising sun, aka Japan. But right now, in this very moment, I find myself breathing the refreshing air of the land of the midnight sun, which is Norway. While we're here, let's highlight a few fun facts about this beautiful country of the breathtaking fjords. Hopefully, some of them are interesting to you. One. The Nobel Peace Prize is awarded in Oslo. Widely known fact, but did you also know that the Nobel Peace Prize was the reason why diplomatic relationship between Norway and China froze in 2010 for six years after Oslo awarded the prize to the dissident Liu Xiaobo? Liu was serving a 11-year sentence, uh, jail sentence in China on subversion charges after co-authoring Charter 08, a bold petition calling for reform in one-party communist-ruled China. Two, the world's longest road tunnel is in Norway, 24.5 kilometer long Ladal. Tunnel followed by the Yamaten Tunnel in Tokyo, which is 18.2 kilometer. What more? Its design is admired all around the world as it incorporates features to help manage the mental strain on drivers. Every six kilometer, there is a cave to separate section of road. The lighting um, varies throughout the tunnel and caves to break uh, routine and provide a varied view. If I get there, I'll take a picture. If you want a picture, let me know. I'll send it to you. 
Number three, Norway introduced salmon sushi to Japan. If you've been to Japan, you probably know it's hard to find salmon sushi. Maybe just because it's not a typical Japanese thing. They did not use salmon in the dish until it was suggested by a Norwegian delegation in the 80s. In fact, 80% of Pacific salmon imported to Japan is from Norway. Four, Norway isn't powered by oil. Lots of Norway's wealth came from that oil that they discovered in the early 1970s. And yet, oil doesn't power the nation's homes. Around 98% of Norway's domestic power usage is drawn from hydroelectric power plants. Five, Norway supplies London with a Christmas tree every year to say thank you for their help during World War II. Last year, though, my friends in London were not so thrilled about the annual tree they received. It's a little hideous. Six is one of the world's happiest countries. Safe, peaceful, free education for everyone, equal access to healthcare, fair distribution of goods, and a healthy work-life balance. And oh, maybe also an omega-rich diet of salmon. I think. Number seven. Some Norwegians live in Hell, though. About one thousand of them. The small village of Hell is within walking distance of Trondheim's international airport, and even has its own train station. Let's go and take a picture in front of that station sideboard. And number eight, and the last one, the sun doesn't set in the summer. Hence the nickname, the land of the midnight sun. Though that only happens in June. Between May and August, though, it feels like the dimmer button on the sun switch is malfunctioned. Proudly brought to you by Norway Tourism Board. Just kidding. <laughs> Come and visit soon, though. Thanks for listening, but don't leave just yet. Ask me two questions or leave me two comments on my blog at www.btyogi.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until then, take a deep breath and keep your worries away.